The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. When the time arrived for Elizabeth to have her child, she gave birth to a son. Her neighbors and relatives heard that the Lord had shown his great mercy toward her, and they rejoiced with her. When they came on the eighth day to circumcise the child, they were going to call him Zechariah after his father. But his mother said in reply, No, he will be called John. But they answered her, There is no one among your relatives who has this name. So they made signs, asking his father what he wished him to be called. He asked for a tablet and wrote, John is his name. And all were amazed. Immediately his mouth was opened, his tongue freed, and he spoke, blessing God. Then fear came upon all their neighbors, and all these matters were discussed throughout the hill country of Judea. All who heard these things took them to heart, saying, What then will this child be? For surely the hand of the Lord was with him. The child grew and became strong in spirit, and he was in the desert until the day of his manifestation to Israel. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. There could probably be stories told about each of us and the way in which we came to birth. You know, stories of where your mother was when she went into labor, or the dramatic rush to get to the hospital, or how early or late you arrived in, in, in delivery and birth, or how much you weighed, either how little and precious if you were born early, or how massively large you were. I was on the more massively large side because I was almost a month late when I was born, back when they let mothers go that long. There are all kinds of dramatic stories that we could tell about any of our births, and there is truth in that. There is legitimacy in those dramatic stories because there is something wondrous simply about the birth of a child, welcoming new life into the world that that mystery, that miracle that we share in creation with God who fashioned us and who formed us. As we echo that in our prayer today in Psalm 139, I praise you, Lord, for I am wonderfully made. Because we recognize, as the psalmist says, that it was the Lord who fashioned our inmost being, who knew us before we were born, who knit us together in our mother's womb. And so celebrating any birth or any birthday, is a significant moment. And we celebrate today the birth of John the Baptist. And the Gospel writer tells us that there was clearly something significant about John's birth, and people recognized that there was something wondrous. In the first place, because Zechariah and Elizabeth were well beyond childbearing years, and they had been childless. And secondly, as all witnessed what took place when Zechariah was offering the incense in the temple, in the synagogue, or in the temple in Jerusalem at the time that the angel Gabriel came to announce that they would give birth to a son. Zechariah questioned that, 
and the angel struck him mute. People recognized that something happened in his encounter in the temple. And here at his birth, at John's birth, Zechariah's speech is restored and he speaks blessing God. The great canticle of Zechariah that we pray as part of morning prayer every day is in the liturgy of the hours. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, for he has come to his people and set them free. All recognized that something was going on with John. And that great pondering, what will this child be? Any parent holding the newborn child has those kinds of dreams about what, what their son or daughter will become. At the, at the beginning of anything significant, we think about possibilities. Yesterday, the church in the archdiocese celebrated the ordination of three new priests, among them now Father John Martinez, who will celebrate his first mass here at noontime, and then will join us as our new associate pastor next, uh, beginning after next weekend. As I participated in that ordination mass yesterday, looking at, at these three new priests, at all the potential and all the service that they will render in the various places that they will be assigned in their many years. They have no idea what they're going to face. They've, they've studied, they've prayed, they've been formed, but they have no idea. I can say that with just 23 years in it, that what little I knew on my ordination day would have no idea what I would be, what would be asked of me, what I would face, and what I would accomplish, what I'd be able to do. And I suspect there was a lot of that, what's in store for me in John's heart yesterday, Father John's heart. I'm gonna, it's going to take me a while to learn that. In celebrating the Baptist, we don't just celebrate the birth of a baby, though. We honor this feast day at John's birth, and he's one of the few saints, he's one of the only saints, along with Mary, whose birth we celebrate. Most saints' feast days are about their death, about their birth into eternal life and the fulfillment of all of God's promises. But we celebrate the beginning of John's life, just as we celebrate the birth of Mary on September 8th. Because what we celebrate in John is what he announced, what he proclaimed. And seeing at his birth that big pondering, what would this child become? He's the one who becomes the great announcer of the day of the Lord. And he teaches us something about what we're all called to do. John would be the voice crying out in the wilderness. He was in the desert announcing the day of the Lord. I don't know about you, but I feel like there are times as a person of faith standing in the world today, feeling like maybe I'm the lone voice crying out in the desert. Crying out in the desert sometimes means that there's nobody in earshot. It feels pretty isolated. One can feel pretty abandoned. Like no one else knows what we know or no one else cares about what we care about when we stand up in defense of human life, as we stand up in defense of justice, as we stand up in defense of truth, of peace, and proclaiming the name of Jesus in all things. There are times when it feels like we are the only ones. Especially, as I hear people all the time face the struggle of being in the workplace and trying to be just and honest and fair in situations in different walks of life where fairness 
or charity aren't seen as gifts but are seen as weaknesses. And certainly in the public sector, our political discourse and rhetoric is so visceral and has become so polarized and there seems to be this malleable relationship with truth. We proclaim the truth of Christ and at times it feels like we are the lone voice crying out in the wilderness, crying out in the desert where there's no one to listen, no one who will hear, and worse, no one to support us in that proclamation. We come together as people of faith to embolden each other, to encourage each other. In a few moments, we'll together profess our faith. And that profession of faith begins with, I believe. And it's hard to say, I believe. It's a moment of isolation to single ourselves out in that regard. Thanks be to God, we don't ask each person one by one. We'd be here for a long time. But we don't ask each of you one by one to stand up and say that alone. We do each have to own it and say, I believe, but we do it together. And all those eyes together become this great corporate we as the body of Christ. We need that encouragement because when we go forth from here, there are plenty of times we don't have the strength of number and we are the only one saying, I believe in something. I believe in and place my trust in and proclaim the name of Jesus and all that the gospel stands for. How our world needs that bold witness. And so we come and celebrate the Baptist, the great forerunner, the one in whom we can draw strength and take some comfort in knowing that we don't stand alone because we stand with John in pointing to Christ in sometimes a harsh and difficult environment in which to proclaim Christ. The desert was not easy, but John thrived there. Recognize that you do not stand alone, that we are all part of this body of Christ. The Lord has fashioned each of us and given us gifts. We are fearfully and wonderfully made and we, we need, we're called to embrace that identity in Christ, to recognize who we are and whose we are. And as long as we keep that in mind, that before anything else we belong to Christ, we'll never back down from proclaiming his name because it is he who is the source of our life and the ultimate goal and destiny of our life. Amen.